Welcome to another Connection Podcast. Today, Windows 7 end of life and the need to upgrade and migrate to modern devices. That is what is in our spotlight. To begin, a quick stat. Over 85% of SMBs have PCs that are four years or older. Did you know that? Are you in that camp? If so, is your organization at a higher security risk? Are there challenges around device management? Are you missing out on new employee talent because you can't offer the latest and greatest machines to team members? Many questions to address on this episode, and we have gathered a strong team to discuss the opportunity that an event like Windows 7 going end of life can mean to your company. Again, Penny Conway, Connection Senior Program Manager for Workplace Transformation, sits down to lead this discussion with our Windows and OEM team members. Ashley LaFaro is with us. She is Partner Development Specialist. Seamus Kerwin is an Intel Partner Development Specialist. And Dave Olivier is our Product Line Supervisor or again from those Windows and OEM teams. We joined the conversation with Ashley, sharing from a security perspective why it is imperative to modernize and migrate from Windows 7 as soon as you can. January 14, 2020 is the end of support date. And once it does go end of support, there are no hot fixes, there are no security features. Um, so definitely getting to Windows 10 is the first part. But what people have to realize is not only the OS, but the device was made for an operating system that is almost 10 years old. And we don't have the modern threats today that we did back then. Um, so definitely moving to a modern device and Windows 10 would help. Starting with the OS, security is actually built in, which is one of the uh, money-saving reasons to move to Windows 10. It's built in right into the OS, so you don't have to have third-party applications that you would normally to have everything covered. And then with the modern device, the hardware actually supports those features like Secure Boot so that the OS will launch so it won't get attacked before it's fully operational. And then also our OEMs are doing great things with the devices. They're adding like privacy covers for your camera. They're adding privacy screens so there's no over-the-shoulder looking and spying on what you're working on. Even proximity sensors, sensors so when you walk away, the device knows, locks up. So really cool things coming from our OEM partners. Personally, you know, I have a new Windows 10 machine, and I think a lot of times we've really thought that as long as I've moved to Windows 10 and I've made that migration, no matter what device I'm on, I'm getting all of those advanced security features, but I'm really not unless I've got that newer device in my hands that's got those additional features and things that are built into the actual machine. Yeah, this OS is built differently than the other OSs where the OS and the hardware are cohesive and they work together to give you the best protection. Outside of kind of the security risk and the cost of that, is there a physical cost to holding on to devices that long or not upgrading to a modern device? On average, a four-year-old device is costing an IT department $2,397 per user. So when we start looking at $2,397 per user, you got to start looking at how many users company have. Um, an SMB may have 100 users. That's $239,000 a year. When you're spending a quarter million dollars a year on uh, support, you may want to start thinking about why I should be refreshing my devices now to a new modern device and what the cost is. Um, an average system to replace is around $1,400. So you're spending $140,000 on new devices versus $240,000 on maintaining old devices. Holy cow. So we think about how much a new device costs, but really not having the new device is costing us way more. And I, I just want to throw in there too. Uh, so 
those are for people that have already moved to Windows 10. But if you're still on Windows 7, uh, come in of support to get those extended security updates. It's going to cost $50 for the first year, uh, and that doubles every year. So that's going to add to your cost exponentially. And so that's security cost. There's a physical dollar cost. And I think uh, more now than ever, we hear a lot about the millennial workforce and wanting new devices in their hands. And so when we really look at someone who might be holding on to, to two devices that are four years or older, there's also kind of that productivity and talent attraction piece to it. And I know um, I don't nearly take advantage of all of the productivity features in my Windows 10 device, but where would you guys say Windows 10 can really improve that productivity um, for users? So maybe starting with the OS first. Um, oh, the Windows has a lot of features that to take advantage of. So things like um, Snap Assist, um, the virtual desktops is awesome. I could be working on a full project to have my whole screen covered. My boss can come over and be like, hey, I need you to work on something else. And I have a brand new clean desktop that I can pop up, be able to work on it, and then go back to whatever I was working on the other desktop without having to minimize everything and then expand it all. So those are really good features. I'm a huge fan of my pen. I love collaborating and drawing things out. I'm a very visual person. So the fact that I can just draw something or mark up a page that we're working on is really helpful for me to be productive and collaborate people that I'm working with. And then Intel has a lot to help with the device um, productivity. Right. So, so from a hardware standpoint, um, so Intel's new processors, eighth gen processors over sixth gen, which is equates to about a four year old machine, uh, you're going to get about 80% better performance. Uh, and they say about 2.1% uh, better multitasking. So that's going to, when you're running a lot of uh, applications, productivity, using Office all day, running those things at the same time is going to, to be, make a huge difference in your, your work day. Having those, uh, those hardware features, being at collaboration, it, it's going to make a big difference when you're interacting with these devices all day. Yeah, and, and Penny, I don't think we can have this conversation without talking about uh, Intel's technologies such as vPro. Um, with vPro, the, the big fix there is that um, employees are going to be able to uh, have support remote. The days of going out to a remote site and supporting an employee that's a, or multiple employees that are users at that remote site are gone. It gives you much better manageability. Um, it's a footprint for security. It's a very key um, factor that we find 50% of our customers are already buying vPro-enabled machines, and they're not even leveraging it, right? So we're really trying to get the message out there that better understand vPro, make sure you're taking advantage of technology you're already paying for. So vPro is built into the machines and it allows an IT department to actually remote in to other machines and solve problems? What vPro does is allows IT to remote into all the machines, install updates, um, patch the machines, troubleshoot, and this can all happen if the machines are, are even off or have a uh, inoperable uh, OS. So as I mentioned before, this, this date is coming up pretty quickly and a lot of businesses are putting it off because they're, they're saying, you know, this is going to be a big headache to roll out all these new machines. But with vPro, you can do this not even being on site, and you can do it for a large number of machines as well. 
No, that's awesome because I, I always think about and you know, in my day to day job, you are you think about PCs that might be three, four, five, I've even heard eight to ten years old in some scenarios. And when you have a machine that is that old, um, the downtime and the cost of downtime and the repairs that might be needed on that older machine and not having a feature like V Pro to remote into a machine to do those diagnostics. I think I had read a statistic that it was like 90, an average company has uh, like 98 hours of downtime um, for their users. And when you think about an hourly rate or even a salary rate of how long a user can go without a device, a huge loss in productivity, right guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there was a Tech Isle study out that four-year-old devices can cost 98 hours of downtime per year due to repairs. Um, if that employs an average salary of $20 an hour, it can cost $1,965 in lost productivity per employee. So again, we're pretty much paying for a device through right. um, lost productivity, which is a scary thing. <laughs> right, through security, through lost productivity at this point, and not moving to uh, Windows 10, even on that um, newer old device. All around, the costs already that you guys have added up are, is way more than the cost of a new device. Yeah, and you know when we start talking about security, we talk about the maintenance cost, we talk about the new technology, why a modern device. The other thing that we have to start looking at is with the millennial employees coming into the workforce being uh, you know, the, the higher percentage of employees, we have to start looking at things like employee attraction and employee retention. And when you look at these, what, what you're going to start finding is that people aren't as um, committed to a company as maybe they used to be due to technology needs. They want to be better workers. They want to be better employees. And if a company is not willing to uh, get new technology for them or attract them with new technology, they're not going to be as a, uh, attractive of a, a job, a company to work for. Um, there's stats out there that are showing 75% of workers feel their employees don't give them access to the latest technology. That prevents them from doing their job. Two out of five state they'd quit their jobs due to poor technology. And, and, that's, and that's something that with DAS, with autopilot, which are, are two things that are coming to be more and more prevalent in the industry that they can really um, take advantage of to leverage, to retain and attract those employees. Yeah, because we're in that we're in that unique time where uh, there's lots of growth in the economy. There's lots of jobs. There's lots of cool jobs out there. Companies, you know, versus maybe ten years ago, are now competing um, for good talent versus you know that talent out there competing for the few jobs that are around. We talk a little bit sometimes about a millennial generation and how um, if they don't have uh, Dave, I think you actually use the term. Ghosting? Yes. <laughs> the ghosting is a real thing, and it's happening. People are, are taking positions. They're there for six months, a year, and something better comes along, and they just leave without ever giving a resignation, a notice. It's, it's a new world. And stats are showing, of course, you know, someone's not like, oh, I'm leaving this job because that job's going to give me an iPad. Um, but, oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't say iPad. No, it's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't take the job if they were giving me an iPad either. Um, so, uh, but they're, they're not necessarily saying I'm leaving because I don't have the best technology in my hands. But when we look at all of the things that are appealing to a new workforce, technology really is probably in the top three, you know, with um, company morale, um, new technology and things like that really drawing them in to uh, move around. So that's a great way to retain and get new talent is by having that more modern you know, work 
uh, working device. Right, and, and I'd even say, you know, it, it doesn't matter the type of job you're doing. You're interacting with technology for most of the day. And as Dave was saying, you, you have one company that gives you a, a new laptop with all these Windows 10 features, most secure, most productive, versus the same job at a different company that gives you a uh, 15-year-old Windows XP laptop, <laughs> it's it's clear which, which one you'd, you'd choose just because we, we interact with these devices all the time. And it, it really is just a no-brainer with these, these touch, these uh, stylus-type interactions. Not having that really impacts your productivity. You guys mentioned um, DAS. For those who are listening that may not have heard of DAS before, it is that device as a service model. Really now everything is as a service we seem to uh, find in our personal and our working lives. But device as a service, if I understand it correctly, is really a monthly subscription for a device that could include their deployment and services and licensing to keep them up and running. What do you, uh, and you mentioned autopilot, Dave, if you guys wouldn't mind touching on um, autopilot, but how are those things, uh, do you think, going to sort of penetrate the, the business market and make it simpler for companies to not only stay on the latest OS, but also keep those modern devices? Everything we've been talking about is leading to as a service in topics such as DAS and autopilot. When we, when we look at everything we've been discussing from security to maintenance costs to why migrate, DAS is a perfect way to do it. So when you're looking to attract new employees, when you're looking to retain employees, you can leverage device as a service as something where you're refreshing users every 12, 18, 24 months and you're paying the same amount of cost, right? So, so you have a fixed cost now, you can budget more accurately, you can retain the talent, you can attract the talent. Um, the other thing with, with devices and services, you know, Penny, uh, you can take advantage of features such as telemetry, right? So when you have alerts coming up um, that are saying a remote user, field worker's battery uh, is, is not gonna be able to sustain for more than a couple weeks, you can send out a battery ahead of time. You know who's using the full capabilities of a machine versus, you know, you have two employees, one person uses their mach machine sporadically, somebody else may be uh, doing uh, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of um, consuming a lot of data, and when they do that, they may need something more powerful. So now you have the intuition to say, this user should have a workstation level machine, this one just needs a two-in-one, and it helps with the overall cost, it helps with retainment, helps with the attraction, it's very, very important for us. In addition to that, we have Autopilot, right? So Autopilot is a new service coming from Microsoft. Uh, it's driven by Microsoft. There's some licensing requirements that are out there. The reality is it's pretty much imaging machine in a newer, more efficient way. Typically, we'd have to go and image a machine and we'd ship it to a distribution center. We'd open it up. We'd load the image. We'd box everything back up. Then we'd ship it to the customer. Those days are gone with autopilot. It's literally putting it on autopilot. And what the customer now can do is, is they can provide their data to us. Um, we provide it to Disty. They can ship all the uh, Lenovo, Dell, HP, Surface. All these products are autopilot approved. 
and again, this is brand new, so we're really excited. We're, we currently have an unmanaged offering. We're building in a managed offering. With the unmanaged, um, they're getting these machines preloaded without opening the box. It's, it's a much more efficient, timely manner. When we're shipping to customers, we no longer have to ship to our distribution center from another partner. We can ship directly to the customer. And it's, it's time savings, it's cost savings, um, and we're really excited about that. You guys covered a lot today with um, the Intel vPro and uh, what the capabilities and tools are for IT to be able to uh, work with remote users and beyond. Um, from the Windows 10 um, point of view, what the enhanced security features and productivity tools are in that. And then I think one of the most important things is how do we keep an evolving um, workforce satisfied with new technology, the most productive that they can be to do their jobs better. I really appreciate you guys coming in today. Great stuff. Um, really informative, really helpful for our customers and really showing that we have an entire team here at Connection that can really help with the um, the Intel vPro, the Windows 7 to Windows 10 migration and the modern device. Thank you so much, guys. And a big thanks to Dave, Seamus, Ashley, and Penny. And folks, if you are looking for more support to help with your move from Win 7 to Win 10, or if you want to learn more about Intel vPro, if you want help choosing the right new device or devices for your team, then the team at Connection is happy to help. If you have an account manager and team in place, reach out to them. They would love to hear from you. And of course, you are invited to visit Connection.com or call one 800 800-0014 at any time to get more information. On behalf of the entire Connection team, thanks for listening. We look forward to talking to you down the road.